Good afternoon and welcome to Our Lady of Victory live streaming. I'm Deacon Fred. I was here last Friday and here I am again, back on Friday again. Um, you know, it gives me great, um, I guess, you know, joy to be here, to connect with you, especially during this time. You know, I, I don't know if we truly appreciate the connectedness we feel in our parish and, uh, you know, not being here these past few weeks. It really, at least, you know, remotely being able to connect with you is a, is a great joy, um, has added great joy to my life, and I'm, I'm thankful to be here. Last Friday, we discussed the Christian virtue of hope, and this week, I thought we could reflect upon the virtue of faith. The virtue of faith is more than just believing in something. We learned from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, and we went over this last week as well, that faith, hope, and love are theological virtues infused in our souls by God, making us capable of being children of God. These virtues are gifts freely given to us. And the Catechism goes on to say that it is by faith that we freely commit ourselves to God. The disciple of Christ must not only keep the faith and live on it, but also profess it and confidently bear witness to it. Well, what does the Christian virtue of faith look like in action? Well, very early in the Bible, the book of Genesis, we encounter Abraham, the great hero of faith. I think it's no coincidence that Abraham's right up in front. And Abraham, at the age of 75, encounters God. Abraham's married to Sarah. They have no children. God, when God first calls Abraham, he says this to him. Go forth from your land, your relatives, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. All the families of the earth will find blessing in you. What God calls Abraham and his wife Sarah to do isn't easy. They would be leaving the safe and familiar surroundings they've known all their life and entering into a land of chaos. It's not like us picking up and moving to Chicago. This event occurred centuries, thousands of years before Jesus. And, you know, the societal infrastructure we know today, the institutions we know, didn't exist back then. Land, relatives, inheritance, they provided the necessities of life, food, security. You know, Abraham and Sarah are older people. They would rely on their relatives for care in their old age. God calls them to leave all that behind for an unknown land, but a land of promise. Now, Abraham's yes to God is a pivotal moment in salvation history because God keeps those promises. From Abraham, so Abraham and Sarah are childless, as I mentioned, but God blesses them with a child, Isaac, who then has two sons, one of whom is Jacob. Jacob, if you recall, gives birth to 12 more sons, or, you know, father's 12 more sons, and those 12 sons make up the 12 tribes of Israel, so the entire nation of Israel descends from Abraham. The great name he promised, King David partially fulfilled in King David, also a child of Israel. And all the families of the world are blessed through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, 
a child of Israel, and a descendant of David. Abraham experiences the outpouring of God's abundance grace because he freely commits himself to God's will. Now we're all feeling overwhelmed at this time. We're worried about our health and the health of our loved ones, the impact that all this has on our jobs, our businesses, our retirement incomes. Uh, my company this week asked us all to take a, a pay cut, forego our vacation, and forego our bonus. Our daughter Jenna and our son-in-law Dan are expecting a child at the end of the month. You know, we don't know what all that's going to look like. Are we going to be able to go to the hospital, see the baby? You know, my wife, just before we got here, she said, what do you want for Easter dinner? I said, what do you mean, just me and you? You know, it's just crazy, right? It's just surreal what's happening, and it's, it's disturbing. It's, it's distressful. But in times of great trial, there are great opportunities to seek the Lord anew to open our hearts to the transforming power of God's abundant grace. Last week, we looked at the Gospel of Matthew to inspire our hope. This week, I thought we'd go to Luke to, um, to uh, encourage us to be rooted in our faith. And we find Jesus in Luke chapter 11, 11 teaching us to pray in these words. And I tell you, ask and you shall receive, seek and you will find, Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish? If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? These are the words of the creator of the universe who is holding us in existence at this very moment. Included in those good things are virtues, power for living the Christian life. And with faith as our foundation, we can withstand the trials that life brings us. Jesus says this in the Gospel of Matthew. Everyone who hears these words of mine will be like a wise man who built his house upon rock. And when the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, it did not fall, because it had been founded on rock. We are people of resurrection and life, not victims of circumstance. We need not live in constant anxiety. Our lives built on the rock of faith can experience inner joy and peace even in the midst of all that this is, that's happening now. We should take great comfort in that. But there is also a wonderful opportunity to do something. Remember, the disciple of Christ must not only keep the faith and live on it, but also profess it and confidently bear witness to it. And Jesus calls all of us, of course, to go forth, to be lights of the world, perhaps in these times of great distress and of abundant grace, it's time for us to seek the Lord anew, asking what our mission is. How is the Lord asking you and me, living in the power of grace and virtue, to go forth? How are we being asked to live out our life, our calling, during these times? If we ask in faith for good things, we shall receive it. Jesus promises that seekers find. 
we will be blessed by our yes and transformed by his grace. And in turn, we will be a blessing to our families and friends. In closing, will you pray with me? Let's pray together. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to pour out your Holy Spirit upon us. Increase in us the virtues of faith, hope, and love in this time of great trial. Strengthen us so that we may live in unshakable peace. And living in that power, may our lives bear witness to the gospel, inspire and comfort all whom we encounter. We confidently ask for these good things in the name of your Son and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.